proceed with caution, but I think something is better than nothing. If you're not doing anything and you're just saying, I just get referral business, then you're setting yourself up for a what I would call hills and valleys. How old are you going to be before you start to experience life like you want it? I want to tell you right now, whether you like it or not, there is a better way to do business. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Business for Builders podcast. Welcome to you if you're in YouTube land. I don't know where you are, but if you're like us and you've got snow on the ground, you'll be completely depressed unless you're a skier or a snowboarder and then you love it. But uh, I'm looking forward to summer. Summer's only three months away. Three months? Yeah. Well, look, today, again, as usual, I want to bring some value. Uh, I'm going to talk today uh, real quick uh, about about leads. Now, if you're a general contractor in the room and you deal directly with, with clients, this will be completely up your alley. Um, if you're a subcontractor then you may you know, this may not be appropriate for you. However, if you are an electrician or a tile setter or, and you work directly for the general public, then this will actually work for you. Anywhere where you're talking about a business to a client uh, relationship as far as marketing advertising goes, uh, this will be appropriate for you. Uh, look, I, I think you know one of the things, I guess to give you some context, you know we, we've got over half a dozen franchise operators in the business. Some have been with me for three years. Others have been with me for uh, very little time. And so we've got a different cross-section of uh, experiences. But um, for the most part, our head office here in, in uh, the Okanagan in, the, in British Columbia is essentially feeding uh, half a dozen or more families off the back of our marketing capability. Uh, I guess that's what sets us apart. You know, there's a lot of things that set us apart between, uh, let's say, a, a coach, or con- coach or consultant, um, us as a franchise group, we obviously handle a lot of that stuff on behalf of and for our general contractors. So what we know about GCs is they love to build stuff. They don't really like the marketing side of it. They find that a little bit witchcraft and sorcery. They find that a little bit uh, intimidating perhaps. Uh, so, you know, they, they, that is definitely part of the value add that we bring to the table. Uh, just to give you an update, uh, I think we're about the 10th or the 11th of the month. Uh, we're in January, right? So I alluded to the wonderful white stuff on the ground outside, which I don't appreciate. Uh, but um, we've had uh, about, what are we, the 11th of the month, we've had about uh, 40-odd inquiries with a forecast bill value of about $5 million, and that's just happened in, in, the, last, you know, in the last 10 days. So we know that, um, our, you know that marketing is tied directly to your gross profit. Uh, I think your ability to market and tell stories and really create content that really resonates with clients is a secret is a is your secret weapon. There's no question. Uh, I think a lot of a lot of guys will say, "Well, Max, I get a lot of referrals," and you know, I think it, it's a good thing um, if you're getting referrals because I know that you know if you do receive a referral, it can be a you know a more valuable lead. There's already trust that's there because it's come by way of a referral. However, referral marketing really is. Uh, the cherry on top. I don't believe that you should rely on referral marketing because simply it will be too unpredictable. And what we want to do is uh, we, we want to help the guys in our organization build what we call an evergreen business. Uh, we want to ensure that our GPs, our markup percentages are good, our, our net profit percentages are healthy and are appropriate as they uh, either maintain a business or they scale up a business. And there's some, there's some, uh, differences or differentials around whether you are maintaining a certain altitude or whether you're, you're scaling up. And so, you know, the quality of, of the lead is definitely something that, 
you know, we try and focus on and we do that by way of, you know, our, our storytelling and uh, how we how we message, uh, what messages we put out in the marketplace. So uh, just to, an, another piece of insight, I was chatting with one of my guys. He's been with me now for 12 months. Uh, he was saying that, you know, for the most part, prior to getting into the, you know, prior to getting in the business with Smith & Sons, he was doing, you know, 100000 150000 He was just doing small renos, bathrooms, and really wasn't, growing a business at all. Uh, he was working on very low margins, probably margins that would send him broke eventually, uh, would send him back into full-time employment with someone else because business wouldn't have been working out for him. Uh, right now, he's, uh, he marks up, he marks up uh, all of his materials and labour by about 43%, and he's, uh, I think he said he did close to 700000 in 2021. So if you do the math on that and you work out what his net profit percentages are, he's running the business from home, so his overhead, you know, his fixed expenses are fairly uh, under control. And so he's really setting himself up for business development. Uh, and that's why, you know, I look at some guys and there's, there's, there's sometimes more predictability in a small guy's business because his fixed expenses are a lot lower. Um, he does less work, so he's got less complications, you know, throughout the build process with clients. He's got less clients, obviously. So, you know, sometimes the guys that I worry about are the guys that actually have grown a business in excess of 1 million or 1.5 and they've had to take on, you know, a high level of fixed expenses. So, you know, what concerns me is that what they were charging for a markup percentage, let's say 12, 18 months ago, uh, might not be appropriate or the way that they calculate their markup. And so, you know, we really want to focus on, uh, you know, we, we really want to focus on the appropriate percentage of markup that suits, you know, the, the level of uh, liability that our business carries um, or the fixed expenses that we carry. So, um, I think, Matt, you know, some guys say to me, well, Max, I want a better quality of lead. Now, if you've only got to look at <clears throat> smithandsons.ca, go to our website, go across every single, you know, social media platform that there is, look at what we do, and you could pretty much use that as a little bit of a benchmark to sort of understand, okay, what is it that Smith & Sons does? I'm going to do the same within my business. Now, uh, you might struggle to replicate exactly what we do, but we don't do anything ridiculously, you know, tricky. Um, you know, I've definitely got a few staff, so that helps me get through that work. Uh, I've got no skills in that department. Uh, that's why I hire the best people. But, you know, I think if you look at what goes out there in our messaging and some of the content creation that we do, uh, it does revolve a lot more around storytelling. Uh, and we can, and you know, I think we're not there yet. I think we've got lots more to do. Our creative department works very hard at looking at what we're doing, doing a lot of A-B testing. Uh, we certainly watch a lot of the data and the metrics uh, that are, you know, given to us by the likes of Facebook. Uh, and those, you know, those sorts of platforms, those sorts of platforms, I guess, can be looked upon by general contractors like us as, as a little bit of, ah, oh, it's too hard, it's too technical, it's too time-consuming. And I don't know that it's too hard, but certainly I, what I do know is that you've got, to, you've got to educate yourself. You've got to look into it, and th there is a way of doing it. But there is some concepts you need to understand too. Uh, some of my guys, uh, you know, I have a lot of collaborative conversation around marketing, quality of lead, lead gen, all those sorts of things. Um, you know, and we've evolved. You know, Smith & Son started in Australia in about 2007, 2008, and uh, that would have made Facebook fairly new, YouTube fairly new, the internet basically 10 years old. Like there was a whole bunch of stuff that was done, you know, when Smith & Sons first started compared to what we do now. So back in the old days, um, you know, it was, it was a very common practice that wherever we had a Smith & Sons franchise that didn't have a, 
uh, an office address, we would actually go to a, uh, you know, we'll look at, we'll consider putting a billboard in that city or that town uh, because that, you know, obviously sets us apart. What you don't want to do with your marketing and your lead gen is get, you know, just be another tree in the forest. You want to make sure that you've got something that helps you stand out. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of things like radio, billboards, newspaper ads, uh, and even some digital stuff that, that uh, doesn't give you the data to track. Because I know if I, if I talk to our Steam Creative Director, that what gives us the power is the data, is the metrics, is the feedback that we get, is the ability to then take that data and create audiences that are relevant to us, our business and our, our construction services. So what it does is we maximize our ROI on the investment amount. Uh, you know, I would spend upwards of 1200 bucks. Uh, I would spend about 1200 bucks uh, a month on a billboard. I would spend probably about the same, maybe a little bit more on uh, radio advertising. You know, you might spend anywhere between a couple hundred bucks and a thousand dollars a month for a newspaper ad. The problem is it's just a really kind of throw it all there and, you know, throw a whole bunch of mud against the wall and see what sticks as opposed to calculated marketing. Now there's a certain website or there's a certain platform online, uh, which has got a lot to do with housing and, uh, and what I, what I know about those guys is they will brag. And look, in some cases, there might be some relevance there if you're a single operator. That platform might be good for you. But the fact that we can't get data from that as far as interactions and everything like that, uh, it, it does, we can't track any data. And so what it does is they, you know, that was, that was almost $1,000 a, $1, a month commitment for, uh, I think, three areas or was it two areas? And uh, only two keywords each. It was very restrictive and it was very controlled, and yet I got no data. And so once I knew that, I was going to see out my 12-month term and knock that on the head and go somewhere where I can get the data. So, you know, I think you've got to be looking at the type of marketing, and we could talk for a long time about all aspects of this, and maybe we'll shoot the, the shit about this again at some stage. But, um, you know, I think when you look at what sort of marketing that you're doing, it really has to, it really has to be uh, measured because what you don't, what you can't measure, how can you manage that? So how do you know when to spend more money, you know, on a radio ad? Well, you don't know who's engaging, you don't know what benefit is. And I'll tell you something, when I first went to doing radio ads in this town, when we first, first launched the brand in Canada, I made it clear to the guy that was selling, you know, the radio advertising, I said, mate, I've got no expectations as far as metrics, which I'm sure I made his job a lot easier because basically what I was saying was, I know you can't track the data. And so I'm not even going to sit here and listen to you justifying how good the thing is. I'm just going to put it out there. So that was one thing. Tracking was impossible. And the other thing was, even though every time that we receive an inquiry and you know we've received about 40 inquiries in 10 days, uh, we ask every one of them, hey, how did you find out about us? Or if they come through our website, you can. there's a drop-down box and you can click Google or whatever. Um, but... Very rarely will people say, I heard your ad on the radio. They'll actually say, well, I, got, I found you on Google. Because Smith & Sons is quite an easy name to remember, if you're driving down the road uh, and you hear Smith & Sons ad for renovation services, more often than not, you will, uh, you, you will remember the name and then you'll go home and you'll Google that. And so the same with the billboard, the same with any signage. People will actually find you, let's call it uh, through analog means, whether it's radio, newspaper, billboards, or some signage, even our vehicle signage, but that's a little bit of a different thing. Uh, and they will take a photo of that. They'll be sitting behind us in traffic, taking a photo of the tailgate of the truck, hopefully for the right reasons. Um, 
And then what they'll do is they'll jump on their phone and they'll Google you. They'll, they'll use that as I'll need to capture that information and they'll go and Google it. And so this is why, you know, when I get some pushback from some of our guys about our methods and our means and our ways that we go and generate uh, like a, a brand reputation and messaging and things like that, they're pushing to the old way. In other words, well, Max, this is what we did and this is what we found works. But I just won't go there because 1200 bucks a month for a billboard where I can't track any data, all they can tell me is how many cars go past that billboard, which essentially is not good enough for me because I'm going, okay, so if 150,000 cars go past that billboard, how, how much of that is my market? And then can I remarket to those people? So really, it's just a diversion. It's, I guess it's, it's a very expensive way to get top of funnel interest to your digital. So even if you went out and said, Max, I'm going to do a billboard because I reckon that's a cranking idea, what you're going to find is you're going to drop the ball because between the billboard and your phone ringing, there's a big gap in your digital because that's where the majority of people live is in the digital. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of reasons. Now, look, if you're out there and you say, well, okay, I'm going to go and look at Smith & Son's stuff and see what messaging they do as it relates to retail, then I'm going to copy that. You're going to struggle because we've got full-time creative directors and micro-content producers that do wicked work. Um, so you're really going to have to either do what I've done and recruit talented people or you're going to have to outsource with a, with an agency. Uh, and unfortunately, agencies will will try and sell you the whole cost per click and all this sort of reports. They'll send you you know a million reports per month to justify their existence. But the reason that I chose as a national or an international brand to bring that creative in-house was because uh, I knew that the, the people doing the creative needed to have an intimate understanding of the operation and the mandate of the business. So it's very important that if you are talking or discussing with an agency type, because I think that's where if you don't do it yourself uh, or you don't have someone who can do it for you in-house for very little cost, then you are going to have to go a third party. And I just think that's it's fairly treacherous because they're very good salespeople. I mean, they're in the storytelling, you know, marketing side of things. And a lot of them are very good salespeople. So uh, I just proceed with caution. But I think something is better than nothing. If you're not doing anything and you're just saying, I just get referral business, then you're setting yourself up for a what I would call hills and valleys. Uh, the hills and the valleys are imposters. What you want to do is you want to run in that central line. You want to make sure that um, you've got a level of consistency. A lot of my guys are, are booking four and six months ahead. Uh, a lot of our clients that come through are just starting to look at, hey, I want to build a carriage house. Hey, I want to build a new home. Uh, hey, I want to do a major addition. Uh, and they're very much just kicking tires at this stage, but they've, they've given us budget numbers and they're what I would call fairly serious inquiries. And what we can do is we can nurture and we can farm those. And it does take a little bit of time to, to work with clients and listen to clients and hear what is important to them and make it important to us. So you've got to make sure that your marketing message is good. You've got to make sure that your marketing you know, medium, where you're putting it out there, is the right place where you can track the data, where you can understand better the behavior of your audience. And then you've got to make sure too, to back up that, that your sales process is one that complements your, you, you know, your marketing message and your, your marketing means. And so I think that, you know, I, I don't believe, I don't have a scarcity mindset. You know, in this town of 40,000 people, I've got three general contractors, three franchise general contractors. Uh, 20 minutes south, I've got another one. Uh, 45 minutes south, I've got another, or 45 minutes to an hour, I've got another two. So I've literally got six general contractors uh, inside of an hour and 15 minute drive. 
And, and so because I understand the metrics, and here's a little thing for you, you need to find out from your local association. I talk to Canadian Home Builders Association all the time. A lot of their data is very public domain. And I don't suffer from a scarcity mindset. Uh, in this little town, there was $127 million worth of renovation work done the year before. So when I've got three of my guys in here that all would just love to do one or $2 million a year, there is plenty of opportunity. We don't have to be that good, although we need to be clinical and we need to be, you know, assassin accurate when it comes to uh, marketing, messaging, business development, sales, all that sort of stuff. It needs to be on point. And so, you know, as far as figuring out, um, you know, what you should do next, make sure that firstly, you, you have, you have a, an abundance mindset. Understand now, if you're in the middle of nowhere and there's a population of 500, okay, you might struggle just a little bit. Uh, but if you're in a town, you know, in a major corridor like we're in at the moment here, uh, with six of my guys, uh, all within an hour and 15 minutes, there's probably close to $600 million worth of reno work, not even talking about new homes. And one of my guys out of that six has got a, a new home builder's license. And, uh, you know, we're focusing on getting some leads in that regard as well. So, you know, I, I don't believe that, that, that the challenge is where's my work coming from. Uh, just on referrals too. Uh, just be be mindful that if you ask if you are bragging about getting referrals like I get you know people call me uh, if you're not happy just a side note if you're not happy with the current type of client that you're getting or do or the current type of work that you're doing the referrals actually might be doing you a disservice you may not enjoy that type of client or that type of work and yet you're bragging about referrals now if you are doing work that you like and you are working for clients that you want and you are getting referrals uh, which one guy in particular in this region of one of my guys is getting he gets that with you know fairly regularly uh, that's a good thing but you might need to just go, actually, Max, that's the reason I am getting referral. I actually need to get away from that. And the only way you can break that negative spin is if you can uh, really pull out of that dive and go into your marketing. And, and, and I think, you know, in this day and age, you can get so much stuff on podcasts and YouTube. You can really spend 20 or so hours educating yourself around what does what do I need to do as a service-orientated business? What is it that I need to do? And there is so much stuff out there now. It's ridiculous. Uh, and so, you know, I just just be careful on where you get your information. Maybe cross track it with a few different sources to make sure that the information you get regarding marketing uh, is 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 relevant and is effective and is is for real, and that you're not just wasting time. But I'm telling you, uh, you're probably going to make a lot more errors uh, than you really want to. Um, you're probably going to spend money down avenues that you wish you hadn't have. You know, I probably spend, I don't know, to keep six or so franchises going, I probably spend over fifty grand a year on on marketing. Uh, so, you know, I, I think there's, you've got to have a shot. The man that decides to save money by not spending money on marketing, that's a loser mindset. It's just never going to work. You're never going to grow up a business beyond what it currently is that you have uh, on all fronts if you don't actually go and do something different. So on that note, uh, if you've got any questions, hit me up, max at businessforbuilders.ca. Uh, you can text me at 250 uh, you can leave some comments and we'll get back to you fairly promptly. Uh, like and subscribe and uh, we will see you on the next episode. Go build a kick-ass business.